You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to Huddle Up, a football podcast. I'm Tony, joined by Corey as always. Going on. Today we have guests from all around the football world. This is the first time, by the way, Rich, in a very long time that we have had a guest from somewhere in the football world. And I regularly catch shit about this because that's been the intro for three or four years now. And the guests, I, I've almost, almost completely stopped asking for guests. So starting this season, I'm, I'm getting back into getting guests. And so without further ado, I would like to introduce the founder of DynastyNerds.com, the host of the Dynasty Nerds podcast, the trademarker of the two, hashtag two to three year window, Fantasy analyst for ESPN Cleveland and Valley Sports Ohio Great Lakes region. None other, Rich Dotson. Welcome to the show, Rich. Fellas, thanks for having me. Here to, here to talk some dynasty fantasy football. Excited. We will talk dynasty fantasy football. Also, we talk, this is just general fantasy. I'm sorry, general football. So by all oh, means, it's just general, oh, it's general football, but by, even dynasty fans football. But, okay. By, all right. Well, Hey, I know that too. I watch it. But of course, it by all means, I, I encourage you to put as much of your dynasty information in here as possible. We do talk about fantasy and I, I definitely want our viewers to listen to this. I'd like, before we even get started, will you tell, tell our listeners about the dynasty GM tool? Because we do talk about fantasy football. It's not, should, should not be shamed. We do talk about that here. Oh, so I, I apologize. I don't even know what I'm coming into here. I thought you know, I'm so used to doing Dynasty. I don't even know. But I can talk football too, man. Now, we have the Dynasty GM. Dynasty GM is just a tool that we built uh, to streamline like Dynasty Leagues. It's the dopest tool in the market. Uh, you can get in there, put all your leagues in. It's just, it's, I mean, it's just, it's a good way to streamline and give you a, a good bird's eye perspective of your teams, right? Because it's like the hardest thing to do in the definitely in dynasty is to look outside of your team in the bubble to get a real grasp of where you stand. So, you know, everything we do at dynasty nerds is just trying to, you know, to make everything a little bit easier and trying to give you that. I mean, all it takes is the slightest edge over your league mates to come away with those W's. And that's what we try to give you, you know, it's just trying to give you as much information possible for you to make the best decisions possible for your dynasty team. And the dynasty GM is a tool that we spent so much time, uh, and resources and just to, again just to do just that to give you as much information as possible in a bird's eye view of what you got going on in your dynasty life so yeah check it out dynastyers.com it's a, in my opinion the sweetest dynasty site in the world it is i mean it really is i do think it is the the, the best dynasty specific app out there there are a lot of other tools sometimes i'll use um the dynasty gm in conjunction with some of the other guys and i'll just kind of compare you know what's everybody thinking but specifically, yeah, a good way to do it. specifically for the trades, you know, if you're, if you're somebody who likes making trades, but every once in a while you get into a position where you're just not a hundred percent sure if you're looking at this, sometimes you drink the Kool-Aid, right? And you get, you fall in love with somebody and you know, you're falling in love with them. That's when I think the dynasty GM tool is my favorite tool because it shows me all the analysts, everything that they have to say about these guys. And it, and it shows me against the rest of the teams in my league, what I'm, how it, not only how it affects me, but how it affects the rest of the league. I think that's I think that's fantastic. Um, anyway, AFC North. Anyway, AFC North. Yeah, my uh, favorite division in all of NFL football, home of the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> home of the Cleveland Browns. I go to. I wanted specifically to wait about the Cleveland Browns 
But do you want to talk no, about will. them first? Do you want? No, no, dude, this is your show. I'm following your lead. Okay. I'm just going to keep talking out of place. I wanted to start with the Cleveland Browns because I expected them to have a whole mess of vacated targets. And I wanted to try to figure out, because with Jarvis Landry leaving and going to New Orleans, I thought, who the hell is going to catch the ball outside of Amari Cooper in Cleveland? So I started digging in, and sure enough, I discovered, to my surprise, the Baltimore Ravens have more vacated air yards and vacated targets than the Cleveland Browns. I was shocked by that, because we on this show typically talk, we kind of dog Lamar Jackson for not being prolific as a passer, but to see that so much of his passing game is just gone from last year, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just curious. Marquise Brown got traded at the draft. Everybody knows that. Let's just jump into that. Who's going to make this big step forward? They didn't draft a guy. They didn't get somebody out of free agency. Everybody they've got, they've got young pups here. Who's going to step up? Is there one guy that's going to step up? Yeah, it's easy. It's their former, their former first-round pick here uh, coming into sophomore year, Rashad Bateman. I mean, the kid's... You know, the kid's a stud muffin. He does everything so well. And he, he's going to help He's gonna help Lamar Jackson for what he does. You know, he, he's got really good hands. He can play outside. He can play in the slot. Um, really, he gets off the line really well. He can run a full route tree. Uh, somebody, like, with his hands. Right? He has some of the best hands in the class when he came out uh, last year. Some of the best at all. When he was at Purdue, I mean, this guy literally would just catch everything. He had a guy, like, pull on his face mask. He'd still come down with the ball. Um, gets out of his in and out of his breaks really well. We know Lamar's not the most accurate quarterback, so I'll help him there. He's got really good size, NFL size. And you're right, they, they have a lot of vacated targets, mostly by, by Marquise Brown leaving because you know, Marquise Brown there, he he got better every single year. And he was just limited by being the number two receiver to Lamar Jackson, which is not his place you want to be. But I mean, he had 146 targets last year, average about six per game. Um, from a fantasy aspect, he was wide receiver 22 overall, averaging 14 point. Point one points per game, and you know this is somewhere where Rashad Bateman just slide right in. Now, is it ideal? No, because Mark Andrews is the number one receiver on that team. He's a number one target. Would have been like a top six fantasy receiver last year from a fantasy football production standpoint. But having two hundred sixty seven vacated air yard targets, which is about forty one and a half percent of their targets. I mean, it's like two thousand three hundred and like forty something yards that are available to be recouped now. Is Rashad Bateman going to have 2,341 uh, yards? Maybe. But probably not, yeah. Uh, so it, it, it's interesting because Lamar Jackson, I mean, he limits the passing game. He just does. I mean, the facts are the facts. It's not his strengths. Um, maybe they try to focus on that a little bit more this year, but it's a run-first team. Look at their running situation they got. They're constantly – you heard news all offseason. Like, they're looking at running backs. They're looking at running backs. They have Gus Edwards, who averages yep. over four and shit over five yards per carry. They got J.K. Dobbins, who I absolutely love this year as well, with Mark Andrews. So, it's it's interesting with all these vacated targets, what's going to happen there in the passing game. They got a lot of young receivers behind them. Devin Duvernay, uh, a smaller sh uh, shifty route runner. Tylen Wallace. Uh, who was, I think, a third or fourth round pick last year, and then James Prochet, too. So, can one of those guys step up for sure? I mean, they could, but it's, I mean, all signs point it's going to be Rashad Bateman. You know, he's got the draft capital, he's got, he's got all the, the, the tool set that you really want out of a receiver to be your number one receiver. Uh, a bit, he, he's somebody after watching his tape last year, I was really excited about coming into and obviously got banged up in training camp. So, it was never really kind of, able to take a big step forward there into that offense 
So I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they can do. I mean, I hope they lose all their games, but from a, a, a production standpoint, I'm really excited to see what they can do with the weapons they have because they got some really good weapons. But it all it's all focused on Lamar Jackson. You know what I mean? It's like it's the NFL, man. You you go as your quarterback goes, and then if your quarterback's not putting the ball in the air, then you're gonna have a hard time finding a lot of success. And this is a team that was riddled with injuries last year. I mean, every single week they were losing guys, the tire on their defense. So the Ravens should be significantly better. The uh, the run game should put give them more red zone opportunities as well for these receivers. So it's going to be interesting to see it all play out. It's going to be very interesting. And you, we just talked about how Lamar Jackson obviously is. I mean, he's the guy driving these these air yards, right? Like obviously without without a quarterback throwing the ball, none of these yards even happen in the first place. He's on the last year of his deal, and I wanted to talk to you about this too because we're in a division now with uh presumably deshaun watson we'll talk about that in a second with uh, well he's there he's got he's been there five years guaranteed i understand i understand but okay with deshaun watson with um joey burrow and we'll figure out what situation in pittsburgh is but regardless even if you know with lamar jackson there we're looking at three out of four quarterbacks in this division being elite players i mean there's just really no way around that however Lamar's on the last year of his deal. He represents himself, and there's n- he has no interest at all in signing a new deal this year. And I'm trying to figure out, is that because the Ravens haven't presented something to him that he can't refuse? Or is that because is what he's saying the truth? He doesn't want to be distracted by contracts. He just wants to play football. Because personally, I feel like it would be the least advised decision in the world to not sign a new contract if you're Lamar Jackson, given your play style. You already know where I'm going with this. I don't want to, to labor on too long about that. But this man plays with absolute reckless abandon, and he could easily play himself out of playoff contention with the things we've talked about before as a passer. Maybe, maybe he can make it up enough with his legs. But he's, it seems like he's pushing all the chips in here, and I feel like it's very dangerous. Do you feel like Lamar Jackson is the long-term answer in – um, Baltimore, or is there a potential change coming? I think there's a high chance of potential change coming uh, in Baltimore. This is a very good chance that this is the last year that Baltimore, uh, Lamar Jackson plays in Baltimore, which is crazy to even think because everybody's looking for a quarterback. It has to have nots, but there's a, it's just a lot of weird things because you know Lamar Jackson is representing himself, which is never a good idea, definitely for a quarterback. Like get out there and negotiate it. But I know the Ravens offered him. Uh, I think right around the same time Josh Allen got his deal, they offered him $35 million a year, and he said no. Whoa. Uh, this was a guy who was the unanimous MVP, so he's he's he knows that he's capable of winning at a high level in the league. Uh, he probably feels like coming off that uh, year, but the year before, the, being the NFL MVP, that he deserves to be paid as one of the highest quarterbacks in the, in, in the league. And now we're talking about $46 million a year, not $35 million a year. So to me, it seems like the fact that the Ravens haven't stepped up to that, to that table, right. To step up to the plate, to give offer them that kind of money. That means they're somewhat suspect too, that they, you know, because listen, I mean, this is NFL. They got to throw, they got to be able to throw the football, a quarterback that runs the ball. That that's its primary assets. Those guys are not for long, right? They're NFL. They're not for long for the game because they're going to get hurt and it's going to slow them down. And then what? you got to be able to throw the football. And Lamar hasn't shown 
offset. He's a, he's a, a top tier passer, right? And, that is, and that's where the NFL is moving to because these quarterbacks are getting shorter leashes by the day, right? Like they're, it's it's just the haves and have nots. And when you see games like last year of Josh Allen versus Pat Mahomes, like that's what you have to beat to go to the Super Bowl. That's what you're competing against. So for you to, to get in that, it's like, do I have the guy to beat that? I mean, look at it in the division. The Cleveland Browns selected Baker Mayfield number one overall. He's a year removed. I mean, if you're here in Cleveland who haven't even been to the playoffs in 25, 30 years, and you have a guy take your team to the playoffs, go to your division rival Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh, win a playoff game, and then come close to, to beating the, the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs as well, and then literally less than a year later, they dump him because they don't believe that he's the guy to take him to like the next level because they had a chance to be Deshaun Watson, which again, who's a different elite guy. The Ravens are probably in the same boat. Like, yeah, Lamar Jackson's dynamic uh, during the season, but like, what has he done for us in the postseason? He's done nothing. Like, can he stand there and can he beat three teams in the postseason in January and February and take us to where we want to go, which is the Super Bowl? You know, by them, it's clear. It's clear that they don't 100% believe that, or they would give him $46 million a year or $43 million a year. So it doesn't take rocket science to see what's going on there. And, you know, if Lamar Jackson gets caught, if he gets traded, I mean, obviously he's not getting caught, but if he gets traded or he leaves, I mean, somebody's going to give him, uh, you know, he's coming off an MVP year, just two years removed. He's going to get a job. I I think it would be silly for Baltimore to let him go, but I would understand – if they did, but if they did, cause they're built to win now, like where do you go from there? Like, where are you finding your next quarterback? Are you going to go all in and try and get one of these young guys, which we've already seen the NFL like in this year, what they told us about, they think about this quarterback class, what they're all doing. There's a reason that Marcus Mariota is a starting quarterback right now. There's a reason that drew locks is starting quarterback. You know, there's a reason Jared Goss is starting quarterback. Cause these teams want to be in position to, to get CJ Stroud. They want to be right. You know, they want to upgrade. So, for me, I don't know where Baltimore would go without Lamar Jackson. So, it, it's weird because he doesn't have an agent. Uh, they haven't got a deal done. They keep saying they're going to get a deal done. But like you said, Lamar's saying, well, you know, like, I don't want to be distracted. It's like, well, do you want $40 billion? Because no he could also – guys, I mean, he could easily sit there going, you know what? They're not going to get – I'm not getting caught. No matter what, so I'm gonna get franchise tag. And he was, I'm, I, he's like, I'm okay with that. Getting paid top five money, like, I'll get franchise. That's fine. No one offer the contract I want. They'll franchise me. Well, and that's the and thing. if I play yeah. really well, they'll franchise me again, or I get the long term contract. Like he's yeah. gonna get, like you know what I mean. And he knows that. That's why he's like, he's like ah, I don't you know what do I? I mean, God, I have no idea what he's thinking because I'm not Lamar Jackson at all. But like he, you know, I, I get a vision of him thinking like, hey, you know what, like. I don't need an agent. Like, I am a rated MVP. I'm going to get paid, okay? Like, I can do the math. Who are the top five highest-paid quarterbacks? All right, put me in that category. There you go. Problem solved. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Look at me. I'm as smart as I can be. <laughs> That's a good answer, I suppose. I suppose it I, makes I sense. am glad that Rich said uh, Lamar might not be there next year because I'm kind of in that same boat, and usually when that comes out of my mouth, I get ridiculed. But I definitely agree, and this is a big year for him because – if they put together another nine and eight, eight and nine season, if I'm the, if I'm Baltimore, I'm, I think I'm cutting them loose just because 
is what he said. He needs to be able to compete at the top tier. So uh, I definitely agree. And you guys are talking about the Ravens uh, target shares. I pulled up sleeper and I cut Devin DuVernay a couple weeks ago. And I kind of feel bad about it now. Oh, no. <laughs> well, live and learn. Hopefully you uh, dodge a bullet here, but does not sound like you dodged one, sir. We'll be all right. <laughs> uh, dude, I mean, the number the number two wide receiver in Baltimore is not somebody you're going to really drive home. But, you know I mean, it's, it's, you're not missing out. Like, and, what, do you, uh, yeah. what are you missing out? And like you said, you know, exactly. the number two wide 87 receiver. 87 fantasy points in a year. The one, number two wide receiver is probably the number one actual wide receiver because the number one wide receiver is a tight end. Well, and he's maybe the number two wide receiver, you know, still. So, anyway. It's not yeah, I mean, Tyler Wall- yeah, Tylen Wallace has got okay draft capital. He's solid. You know, James Brochet is a bigger guy. He's solid. So, you, I mean, you just don't know. But to me, it's all a viewpoint. point. Like, I don't want to handle those receivers. I'll take Rashad Bateman and Mark Andrews, and that's it. You there know, you that's, I don't want – Oh, yeah. I really, it's nice to have those guys. You never know what happens. But, like, I'm not, I'm not losing sleep over it. You know, it's like I can go find that guy anywhere on another roster and trade for him for literally pennies on the dollar. Absolutely. Uh, we talked some about the quarterback situation in Baltimore, but obviously the Browns, it's time to talk about the Browns and everybody knows exactly where I'm going with this. So let's just cut straight to the chase. I don't know how many games Deshaun Watson's going to miss, but I think we're all, none of us are fools, right? So many players have missed games for so many fewer accusations. And from what I'm reading recently, Deshaun's come out and said publicly, yeah, okay. Some of these things that I've done, um, I'm making up words here. I'm putting words in his mouth. But yes, some of these things may not be, for lack of a better word, in line with the NFL's personal conduct policy. So a suspension is coming. I do believe that that's, that's the case. Is it going to be six, six games? Is it going to be a year? Are they going to make an example out of him like they did recently in baseball and make it a two-year suspension? I think that's too extreme, right? Um, regardless, the situation with, with Deshaun and with Baker – and now, even with Jacoby, uh, there's not a bigger Jacoby Brissett fan in the world than Corey, by the way. So I would like for you guys to take this. I would like for you two to talk about the Cleveland Brown backfield. But I do want to ask you, you had mentioned it before, Rich. I believe, this is off the top of my head, but I believe that Baker is the winningest quarterback that the Cleveland Browns have had in like 25 years as far as wins and losses are concerned. Why did they shit yeah, so- on him that way? Uh, so sources are saying that like he lost the locker room. Uh, there's a lot of guys that did not like Baker Mayfield in that locker room. Uh, his attitude, uh, the way he carried himself. And that was a, a big driving factor is like he lost in the locker room. Uh, his attitude rubbed some players the wrong way. It's known that Jarvis Slandy would not have even want to come back here. if Baker Mayfield was here. Javian Clowney, uh, would not have re-signed with the Browns if Baker Mayfield was still here. So he kind of lost the locker room there. And, you know, and same thing, the Browns were probably sitting there going, watching Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes play, saying, can we beat those two guys with Baker Mayfield? You know, yeah, sure, I need any given Sunday, but probably not. And if you have a chance to get a guy like Deshaun Watson, why wouldn't you upgrade? I mean, I love Baker Mayfield more than anybody else in the industry. And I even said, like, I would – if we can get Deshaun Watson, I'm okay with that because I'm a Browns fan first. You know, he's just a clearly better quarterback. So, you know, that's that's one reason. Uh, you know, you have a chance to upgrade at the most important position in the NFL. You have a guy where there's literally players on the team that don't like you, and 
you can go back and look at it. And a lot of people on the defense did not like them. I mean, you go back and watch that game late in the season, you literally had defensive players on Twitter going, you know, Baker Mayfield throwing throw an interception. And they're like, run the damn ball. Like, literally, like, calling out Baker Mayfield, essentially, on Twitter. So, now that, that's it. All of that aside, did they do him dirty by not letting him into the market when he still had an opportunity? Or was there never an opportunity? Am I no, naive? No, dude. Why would you let him? What do you mean? Like, they didn't do him dirty whatsoever. They told him that he they, were gonna, they had an opportunity to get three guys. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, or, or, or Deshaun Watson. They were going to kick the tires on that. They told him that. They told his camp that. So they're not doing him dirty. This is a business. This isn't like, oh, hey, sorry, buddy. Like, I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, the, the, the general manager, the head coach, the other players, they get paid millions and millions of dollars to win a Super Bowl. That's all they get paid to do, to win football games. And at any chance that you have a chance to upgrade a position, no matter what position it should be, then you have to take that opportunity. Like, you have to. Definitely when once-in-a-lifetime opportunity presents itself where you can get a 26-year-old quarterback who's won at every level he's ever played at and get that player on a long-term deal on your team, a 26-year-old quarterback that's not even reached his prime yet. Like, yeah, every team should do that. Like, every team should try to do that. The Browns were lucky enough to do that, right? So they were lucky enough to get him. They put themselves in a position to build a roster that attracted Deshaun Watson. So, no, they didn't do him dirty. He's done himself dirty. Listen, I love Baker, so I'm not going to sit here trying to slander, but he did himself dirty. All the stuff that he did in social media, all the stuff that he came out and did, like, he made people not, like, want like want to draft him. You know, when, when they said Carolina's interested and Robbie Anderson on Twitter going, no, like, how often do you see that? Like, people know. Like, people know. Like I said, I have Cream Hunt. I know Cream Hunt's cousin really, really well. And he told me, you know, he's like, yeah, dude, nobody likes Baker Mayfield in <laughs> offense. He's like, Nick Chubb likes him. Wyatt Teller likes him. Um you know, but that's really about it. Like, nobody really likes the dude. He's sure. just, he, people, people hate his attitude. So, no, they didn't do him dirty. You know, this is like, this is business. It's like, Tony, it's like, I don't know. Like, where do you work, Tony? Like, what do you do for a living? Uh, you were in the cars. Like, right. I was in the cars for a long time, just switched. And now I do financing for RVs. But yeah, same, so same you, deal. So you, so, you, so you do financing, right, for RVs. So whatever, you do financing. And all of a sudden, your business has a chance to get Warren Buffett to take your place. And you're the owner's son. Right, but they can get Warren Buffett. Okay, sorry, son, we can get Warren Buffett. It's nothing personal, but it's Warren Buffett. You know what I mean? So, it's, dude, it. this is business. You know what I mean? This is business, and you know, dude's getting eighteen million dollars a year, regardless. He's going to get season. paid. Yeah, he's going to get paid. And you know, if he's as good as he is, which I think he's still a very talented quarterback, he will get an opportunity next year. And quite honestly, he probably will still get traded this year and still get an opportunity. So, no, they didn't do him dirty. They're doing what's best for the franchise. It's That's what Andrew Barry's job is, is to get the best players for that roster, the best 53 players they can get for the Cleveland Browns to play. That's his job. You know what I mean? It's why he didn't re-sign Jarvis Landry and they cut him and they traded for Amari Cooper. You know, I love Jarvis Landry. He's one of my favorite receivers. But is Amari Cooper better than Jarvis Landry? Hell, yes, he is. Hell, yes, you know what he I mean? is. Yeah. So, it's it's literally that simple, man. Like, if you want to put feelings into it and be, you know, go, go join a group, you know, go, <laughs> go get, go buy a teddy bear and have a tea party. Like, <clears throat> come on. Like this is, these people are paid millions of dollars. So well, like if your feelings got hurt, dude, sorry. My feelings know, like, did not get hurt. First of all, just for the not record. No, I'm talking about Baker. I, I was, I was, I was referring to Baker. Oh, yeah. Well, Baker's feelings definitely got hurt that he made really clear. Yes. Which I understand. I mean, listen, and I get his perspective too. You know what I mean? Like, Shit, dude, I went out there, man. I played through a, 
fucking broken shoulder all year long. I've given this team all I can. I'm a, like, I, I, I just give, I've done everything I can. I won a super, I won a playoff game last year for the first time. And since like a 30 year old has been born, so like, <laughs> like 1984. So it's, it's like, it's like, dude, like I understand why he feels dirty. I do understand his perspective, but that does not mean the Browns did anything. Like I understand why he feels bad, but the Browns did absolutely what they should have. Corey, have you got anything to add on the Browns? You've been quiet over there. Um, I was looking up Jacoby's stats real quick. Uh, so Rich doesn't know this, but Tony called me the biggest Jacoby fan ever. And the reason I get that flack is because the season he started for the Colts through the first five games, they were four and two. Oh, I forgot and about his, this. Yeah, yeah. And I compare, I said he was an MVP candidate because the stats were comparable to Pat Mahomes and he had 15 touchdowns and three interceptions and the Colts were four and two. So I, I just wanted to let you know that, that, you know, yeah, he's a high-quality backup. I mean, he's just like, you know, he, he is. He's a high-quality backup. He's a guy that can come in there and win you a couple games, right? Like, he's he, – it's a reason, like, you know, you have those guys in the NFL with the right swing, the right momentum. They can make things happen in the right system. Nick Foles won a Super Bowl doing it. Uh, Case Keenum was, uh, had a Minnesota miracle with uh, – was close to going to Super Bowl with the Minnesota Vikings. Like, yeah. these guys can find a path. But, you know, like, is Jacoby Brissett a starter in the NFL? No, 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 no we, not, not, not if you want to be Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen to go to the Super Bowl. No, can, can, <laughs> is Jacoby Brissett talented enough where he could be a star in the NFL? Yes. But is he a good, is he going to be a top 16? No, he's probably going to be quarterback 32, 30, depends, you know, 31, depends on who else is starting out there. I mean, obviously with Mariota and Drew Locke, maybe he could be quarterback 29, but that's just the way it is. You know it is the way it and is. that's no knock. It's the hardest job in the world. There's only 32 of them, yeah, it and, is. Half of them and half of them suck as it is. So the, the fact that you're one of 32 that have the opportunity could, could be a starter, like, he's pretty damn good at what he does. But, like, we all know that it takes a different level to get to where you want to be in this game. And that's just – those are just facts, man. You know, again, not trying to make people feel good or feel bad. It's just the way it is. And it's a haves and a have-nots, unfortunately. And that's where this game is. The game is uh, manipulated itself into be a passing game, protect the quarterback at all costs. They're the face of the franchise. They're getting $50 million a year. Don't touch them. Let's throw the football a ton. So that's what you need, man. It's as simple as that. And in, until you have one, you keep going and you keep find another one. That's why the Carolina Panthers should 100% trade for uh, Baker Mayfield. Because that way they have Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, and Matt Corral. And you go, you know what? You guys three fight out preseason training camp and the best guy wins. Because we have a roster right now, Chris McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Terrace Marshall, uh, Robbie Anderson. You know, we could, we could do something. If and Matt rules jobs on the line too, it's like you can't have enough of them. And if you take all those guys' salary, they're still, and I think it's like a couple million dollars more than like Aaron Rodgers makes. So it's not even like, like, dude, screw the money. Yeah, yeah. Try and yeah. win. Like, no, that makes sense. Like Matt rules, like, dude, your jobs, your jobs on the line. Like your jobs on the line, dude. Like all out, go all in, go trade for Jacoby Brissett, whatever it takes. <laughs> Yeah, I guess as far as Deshaun Watson goes, I, I don't really have a whole lot to say. I, I think he can be successful there with the Browns. Um, I, I do have a hunch, though, that maybe he's not going to – he has been – he's going to be out of football for a total of a year, maybe a year and a half. Um, it may take him a minute to get his wheels going again. I hope he can get back to what he was in uh, Houston. If he can, it's going to be really solid there in uh, Cleveland. But – Something tells me he's just not going to get back to that level, but I hope he does. I think uh, they're definitely a playoff team with uh, Deshaun Watson. So, 
Yeah, today was the first day of OTA. Today was the first day of OTAs open to the media. Deshaun Watson looked awesome. Uh, this isn't a guy that's a year removed because he he couldn't work out, he tear anything, he wasn't hurt. Uh, he's been practicing, he's been warming up. Yeah, he, I mean, but this is a guy who's played football literally his entire life. He's won all levels of the field. This team's got a really good offensive line. They got a really good number one receiver. They got quality tight ends. They got two of the best running backs in the NFL. Like he'll he'll come in and be just fine. I don't think there's any rust to come off. You know, just like I'm not worried about like J.K. Dobbins coming in or Christian McCaffrey coming back this year. These are guys that are injured. You know what I mean? So like, there's nothing wrong with Deshaun Watson. He wasn't hurt. He just sat out. He didn't play. So and um, and he didn't really. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Look look what Jamar Chase did, or all these people that sat out in college football. These are college players that didn't play for a year because of COVID, and they weren't injured. They sat out because of COVID. And yeah, I mean Jamar Chase had a couple issues of the drops in preseason, but then he came in and just dominated the damn league and took the Bengals to the Super Bowl with Joe Burrow. So. You know, it's like uh, I, I see that narrative. It's a, it's I don't know. To me, that's that's just it's. I, I see people saying that, but I don't. I don't look at that to being true whatsoever. Sure. Uh, there's a reason they the Browns because they're contenders. You know, he makes some. He's a year from the way I look at. It, he's a year removed from leading the NFL in passing yards without De- DeAndre Hopkins at wide receiver. Correct. You know what I mean? So like. Again, Deshaun Watson's won at every single level. I mean, look at what he beat Alabama for a national championship in Clemson and then lost. You know what I mean? It's like this he's the truth. He's literally he's the truth. Like those guys yeah. are they don't come they don't come they're not hard to fight. Like those to be in that tier of quarterback, like it's such a small tier of guys that you can count on. Like get that are in Deshaun Watson's caliber, you know, and two of them are old and Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. You know what I mean? So it's like those guys are not easy to find the Joe Burrows, the Pat Mahomes, the Justin Herberts, the Deshaun Watsons. That's a, it's just, those guys are just naturally gifted. They don't just like, Oh, I didn't play for 12 months and like, forget about it. You know, like he's going to be just fine. Like I said, today was the first day of OTAs and he looked better than any Browns quarterback has ever stood it probably in the back. And since, you know, Otto Graham, that's where it's at. So, I mean, He's putting the ball exactly where it needed to be all day today. I watched his shorts, but still. I watched the uh, the Browns special. It's building the Browns. Is that what it is? <clears throat> yeah. Well, yeah. It's a, it's quality television, right there. Well, I know that it's you know horribly biased, and uh, the, yeah, it wasn't the greatest television. It didn't tell me much, but I thought the same thing that you were saying. You know, this is not a situation where the kid was hurt. Um, he was probably working out with NFL players, like with coaches, with trainers. Yeah. Like he was doing. Everything that a football player does, except for taking snaps under center on Sunday and Thursday, and sometimes Monday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all summer he worked out. He was throwing yeah. Justin Fields this summer, yeah. uh, or last. Uh, last summer. I mean, like he's yeah. He's, yeah, I am he's just ex- all these players. I'm, I'm really that. excited about that. He's going to miss time. I don't know how much it's going to hurt. I wanted to ask you about the defense. Um, sp- I don't know if he misses. I don't even know if he does miss. Time. I mean, maybe he misses time. Maybe he doesn't miss time. I, think I don't know. I think we it's don't. A, we don't know. I think it's a lock. I think it's guaranteed. I would guarantee. I it. think. He'll appeal it. Uh, we're probably talking six games max, if I had to guess. That's what I thought originally. Uh, he, and I, I think I'm coming back to that. If, if he does, I mean, it all comes down to the uh, you know player uh, conduct uh, for the NFL. That's what it all comes down to. Did he violate? What did he violate? You know, and, and it really comes down to those three. Um, yeah, he's the 22 allegations, but there's only really there's three allegations of the sexual assault. Uh, two of them were, you know, but he states that it was consensual. I know from that deposition that came out yesterday, the one girl that first uh, uh, said, whoever said it was sexual assault, uh, she said she was forced. And then she, in her legal actual deposition the other day said it was 
not forced. Yeah. Um, so, and whatever it comes down to is like, we don't know. We'll never know. Does he settle? Does he not settle? Um, what does NFL, does NFL want to make an example of him? But I still, we're still talking six games. And if you look at the Browns schedule, they set it up where the, the two hardest games for him to play would, for the would Jacoby Brissett would be those final two of the six where they play pit. They play uh, the, the chargers at home and new England. So, but the first four games are all versus doo-doo butter teams, you know? So it's, it's, they're in position. We'll see. It, it's, I mean, me as a Browns fan, I just want it to be over. I want to know how, how when's he getting suspended? How's he, how long is he going to be suspended? I don't want to wait until 2022. NFL said they're going to wrap up their case. Yeah. Whatever it is, he'll appeal. He'll go to Roger Goodell. We'll know soon. We'll know soon. We'll know soon. Yeah. We will. I wouldn't be surprised if we did find out on Friday. We're going to the long weekend. Yeah, the NFL yeah. loves dropping those uh, news dumps in those long weekends. Like, no, here you really are Friday, do. 4 o'clock. Hey, Deshaun Watson's been in for eight games. And it works out well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it works out perfect. Now they're talking to him, and that's the end of the road. And, you know, yeah, Friday wouldn't be surprising at all. And then by Monday or Tuesday, everybody's done talking about it. Uh, yeah, it just is what it is, man. Because, yeah. you know, people just get out and watch football again. I don't, you know, for like stuff like that, man, outside of, you know, I'm just focused on the game. You know, like, I don't, what these guys do in their personal lives, like, I'm not going to, that makes me sound like an asshole. Like I'm not saying any of that's right, but like, dude, I'm just no. I'm right the there fact with is, you. I, I'm just a firm believer. Is like I'm not one of these people that come in and say, "Oh, this is like I hate people that just speak like it's fact." Like that dude's a sexual assaulter, uh, or these girls are lying, you know, or or they're telling like nobody knows. Like nobody I'm not. Knows. I'm not that. I, that's not the kind of person I am. Like I don't know. I'll never know. Most people lie all the time as it is, anyways. You know, so if Sean Watson's lying, that wouldn't surprise me. If one of these girls lied, that wouldn't surprise like nothing surprises me. You know, I like agree. and I don't know. So I'm not gonna spend any part of my life sitting here worrying about it. You know what I mean? Like I just want the Cleveland Browns to win football games. That's it. You know? And there's tons of players in the NFL right now that are true scumbags. You know, Adrian Peterson just left. That dude's a scumbag. Tyree Kill, he's a scumbag. You know, like there's tons of players it's in the true. NFL that people root for. It's hundred percent true. Mid- Joe, Joe Mixon just won the Super Bowl, their lungs guy, to get a big contract. He punched a girl in college and broke her jaw and it's on video game. You know what I mean? It's like these people are – I do punch a girl in the mouth and right. broke her jaw. Yeah, like, no, it's 100% you know, these, right. And those are and, – and just imagine all the stuff we don't know. You know, they just have millions of dollars. So it's like, you know, I, who am I to sit here and even, like, spend any of my life trying to worry about what, who these people are? I don't know them. They don't affect my life whatsoever. I'm watching guys in helmets with, you know, with the names on the back of the jerseys and I'm just hoping they, they play well. So, you know, I'll never know. So why sit here and waste time guessing? Cause it's, it's literally a moot point. I'm with you for all the questions about Deshaun Watson. I have no questions about the Browns defense. Do you want to spend a couple of seconds? Um, I love it. I mean, I think re-signing, you mentioned he wouldn't have come back. Jadavian wouldn't have come back without um, not having Baker there. I think that's huge. Um, it's massive. I think it's I mean, you absolutely have two, you have massive. Two, you have two number one overall picks on your defensive line. Miles Garrett is a candidate for NFL uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Jadavian Clowney had a very good year yes. last year. Um, and this Winfrey a couple guys, Perry and Winfrey, they, you know, out of Oklahoma, they bring him for nose tackle the edge. They trade for Chase Winovich. Uh, they have JOK Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa at linebacker who could be potential All Pro. Uh, that's how that's how good he that guy is. He's literally a missile in the middle there, and you got solid guys around him. Like they they really like Jacob Phillips, the linebacker. They have Anthony Walker, and then that secondary is sick, man. That secondary is so good. They bring back Ronnie Harrison. They got John Johnson the third. They got Grant Delp who played really well. They got 
Greedy Williams is technically their third cornerback, would start on any NFL defense, period, Greedy Williams. They draft with their first pick this year. They take Martin Emerson with their very first draft pick in the third round. And then, obviously, we know Denzel Ward is a top-five cornerback. And, honestly, Greg Newsom played at a very high level last year as a rookie. So, the Browns, if you look at the defensive stats and what the Browns did on defense, and you look at the second half of the year where you take all these new pieces and they start to gel in the second half, the Browns' defense played extremely well last year. Top 10 defense in the NFL the second half of the season. So and that carries over, right? They get that momentum because they brought everybody back. They brought everybody back. Everybody's besides back, the, yeah. The, besides the defensive tackles, everybody's back. So that defense, if they can carry over and play that kind of defense with or without Deshaun Watson earlier, but let's say when Deshaun Watson comes back from Ascension, let's assume it's uh, six games, they come back from Miami game seven. I mean, this is a legit Super Bowl caliber team from top to bottom. I believe so, it. I, mean, I believe it too. It, there's a, there's a lot to be excited about, and yeah, was there a lot of hype about the Browns last year being Super Bowl caliber team? Of yeah, of course, of course there was, of course. You know, before they did the previous season. But the quarterback got hurt, and you know, and it was Kareem Hunt or of, Nick Chubb. Only one of the two was ever on the field. I mean, we had a few. Kareem Hunt, yeah, all year hurt. He yeah. was hurt all year, and obviously there's a lot of drama with Odell Beckham. You know. Uh, in the offense, to having his dad say, get my son out of here. The quarterback's trash. You know, Jarvis Landry was hurt. So, I mean, there's a lot that went bad there. So, you throw Deshaun Watson there, all the problems are answered. I, I don't, that's, it, I don't really disagree is. at all. I really do believe it. Um, anything else? Corey, you want to add anything else about the Browns? Uh, I got nothing. We got nothing. Oh, wow. So, this, that Super leaves us sweet. with the Steelers. And the Panthers. I'm sorry. Yes. Or the Bengals. Not the Panthers. The Bengals. Sorry. <laughs> different cat. Different cat. Orange cat, not blue cat. <laughs> sorry. Blue cat. Um, and all I can think about the Steelers is they're doing regular Steeler things. I don't want to go on about these guys too long. Um, it's uh, they're a team on the decline. Uh, how does Kenny pick a transition? They got Mitch Trubisky. That's the question. Actually, yeah. That's my question is how much better is Kenny Pickett or Trubisky than the the ghost of Ben Roethlisberger that we saw last year. I, I think drastically better in my opinion. Okay. Okay. I was going to say it would be a sideways move for a year or two, but if you think it's much better than uh, oh, yeah, Ben, dude, Ben was toast last year. I mean, he couldn't put, push the ball downfield whatsoever. He was just, he was done for, you know, they had to rely on Najee Harris. They had those really good receivers, but I mean, they're in a really tough division with an unproven quarterback. So good luck with that. You know what I mean, do we think, do we think the Steelers, I mean, will they still be good? Do they still have a very good defense? Yeah, I mean, they're Steelers. They have, they have a really good head coach. They're going to play hard for them. Uh, but I, they're just not a Super Bowl caliber team. And being in this division, being the AFC as a whole, finishing where they finished last year, which was winning, uh, <clears throat> making the playoffs, they're, they had the second, you know, so they had the two seeds. They have a much tougher schedule uh, than other teams. It's going to be, it's going to be hard for them to compete at a high level. I mean, Kenny Pickett, to me, I think his ceiling's like a Kirk Cousins. Uh, Which is good with, that, take... with those receivers. I think that'd be fine. I could put Kirk Cousins in the Steelers system, and I think that yeah. would be okay. Yeah. A hundred percent. They're really good at drafting receivers. They, they did it again this year. They, you know, they have Chase Claypool. They have Deontay Johnson. They draft George Pickens, who has a chance to be a true number one. They draft Calvin Austin, who's really speedy and a really good uh, route runner. So, And then they have Najee Harris and Pat Firemuth. Like, that's just... Their offensive line's kind of okay. You know, yeah, it's best. just okay. Yeah. It's just okay. So, uh, 
they'll be solid. And then, you know, then there's the Bengals who just the literally Bengals. went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. I feel like both of those teams did quiet. They did quiet, safe, conservative moves. And I feel like we're going to see about the same thing from them that we saw last year. I mean, I don't know with the Bengals. I feel like they just had this miracle streak late in the season where everything seemed to go right for them. I'm not trying to take anything away from Jamar Chase. Joe Mixon came alive. He was the Joe Mixon that we wanted him to be. Um, yeah. I mean, everything just fell into place for they, the Bengals. They stayed healthy. They, they were healthy. They stayed healthy. That's, it. That's what it was. They were healthy. Yeah. Everything went just their way. So they made all – I mean, they literally Evan McPherson was – you know, that's the reason they went to that, the, the Super Bowl. I mean, obviously the teams put him in position to make those kicks, but he made those kicks to go to the Super Bowl. Sure. Um, they did a lot to upgrade the offensive line. The offensive line is literally 100 times better, you could argue, than it was last year. Uh, you know, but same thing. You're talking about a team that they stayed extremely healthy. Everything went they, their way. That never happens back-to-back years ever. And now they got to play a healthy Ravens team. And now they have Deshaun Watson in the division. So, and this is a team you know, that couldn't beat Baker Mayfield. The Browns beat him like 41 to 17. The Browns swept the Bengals last year, you know, without Deshaun Watson. So it's tough. I mean, are they good enough to go to Super Bowl? Of course, they just did it, you know, but so are about eight other teams in AFC, right? You know, how good are the Colts with Matt Ryan? How good right. are the Chiefs? How good are the Chiefs without <laughs> Tyreek Hill? You know, you have the Buffalo Bills, who are arguably the best team top to bottom in the NFL. The Chargers offense, I mean, good God. And then even on defense with Joey Bosa, you're talking about like, you know, bringing in uh, Jamie and Clowney, they trade for uh, Khalil Mack, yeah. you know, yeah. and they have a good secondary. I mean, the Chargers are really good. The Broncos uh, bringing in Russell Wilson, they're really good. You know, the Raiders trade for Devontae Adams with Derek Carr, who was been a very fine year last year, and Hunter Renfro proved that he's one of the best route runners the league could produce. You know I mean? The AFC is loaded. It's loaded. So it doesn't... It wouldn't surprise me if any team I just mentioned end up going to the Super Bowl. Like, it would not surprise no. me. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, it that makes sense. I, there's, it wouldn't you can make, a, make an argument for all these guys, and three teams are in the AFC North, the entire AFC West, the Buffalo Bills. New England still has Bill Belichick, and look what they did with Mac Jones last year. You, you know say, what I mean? Like, will you say the Colts again one more time? Just just say the Colts. Colts got Matt Ryan, Jonathan Taylor. I, th- oh, yeah, I think yeah. Michael Pittman's going to have a yeah, – I think Michael Pittman takes a big step forward this year. Uh, I hope Paris Campbell can stay healthy this year. Um, you know, they got a solid defense there as well. Uh, I didn't even mention Miami who over, you know, Miami overachieved yeah. if Tua could put together with Mike McDaniels, who I think is a very fine football coach. And if Tua could put together with Tyree kill, Mike Kostiki, uh, Preston Williams and Jalen Waddle, that's an, I mean, it's an offense. Good. You know, like we said earlier in the show, like this NFL is designed for the move, the football and for quarterbacks. So if they can move the football, they're going to be in every single game because yeah. that offense alone. Doesn't matter. You know, they still have Xavier Howard, the secondary. They still have good secondary there in Miami. So it's interesting. It's 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 why it's the number one sport in the world, right? You know, oh, it's yeah. like the parody. The parody is what makes it go. You know, there's a reason baseball is a dying sport because of no salary cap and people don't want to. You know, they want to have something to root for when your team's out of it every single year. It sucks. In the NFL, you can sit here in May and June, July, and make an argument again for the AFC. We just mentioned what ten teams in the AFC that your team could win the Super Bowl. So if you're any, if you're a fan of any one of those teams, you you're you're in it. You're seeing all those avenues for you to win the Super Bowl. Like you guys, you guys, it's Colt fans have been sitting there. Man, Carson Wentz really hold us back. You know, all we have to do is just win that last game. We're going to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, we're a quarterback way, and you get a guy who's a former MVP and Matt Ryan. You're like, you know, you convince yourself that's the answer. Correct. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. that's the like, oh, Michael Pittman, he's coming. He had a really good playoff game. 
uh, two years ago. Monster game had a, had a good year last year. Like he's primed to be a true number one receiver. If these guys can stay healthy here, if our defense is like, there's all these avenues, but it's May. We don't know who's going to be healthy in June. We mentioned the Bengals got there because they had the opportunity to stay healthy. Like who stays healthy? You know, who, who, who overachieves, who, who gets a little bit of luck on their side. And that's who wins. That's it. That's it's who that wins. Simple. It is literally that simple. Because all these guys, you've, you've mentioned this before, you got 32 quarterbacks, so the 32 best quarterbacks in the fucking world. Like, all of them are the best quarterbacks ever. Even the worst one. Even the one we talk poo-poo about. All 18 weeks or however long we're going to talk about the worst quarterback in football, we're going to keep talking bad about one of the best players at the position in the world. I mean, the guys that are healthy, you're absolutely right. It's the, the guys that are healthiest, and together, on the same page, they're going to win. Case came and go play in the USFL and be the USFL MVP. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, how, that's how it works, 100%. man. So, it, again, it, it's what it's, but it's what makes a game so great. It's what's, it's a reason why it's taken over the United States, right? It's a reason why this, it's, a, it's the number one washed television event every single week throughout the and year. it's taking over it's the world. Because, now it's in Mexico, it's in Europe, is it Germany now? Yeah. I mean, it, we're, we're on the way there, guys. We're almost there. It's exciting, and it's really exciting when your team's good. And then it's, you know, and for being a fan of a team that's hasn't been good besides these last two years, who hasn't literally hasn't been good in 25, 30 years, like you're still committed because you still, it's like, it's like a rookie draft in Dynasty, right? Like you still have, you're, you're, if you have a consistently have a top 10 pick, like that gets you excited. Like, yes. oh man, we got Baker. Yes. Oh man, we got Miles Garrett. Oh, even beforehand, like you're drafting these guys, like, oh, we got Trent Richardson. Like, this, we're going to run the ball a ton. Oh, like, Trent yeah, Richardson. Sucks. You brought that Stop up. Stop running up your offensive lineman's ass. You know what I mean? Oh. So it's like, hey, find some dumb team to give you a first. Quickly. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you brought that up on purpose. I knew it. <laughs> well, I will say the AFC North has become one of my favorite divisions in football. We talked about the NFC West recently being the best. And the more we look at this, the more I can't help but think, you know, with the addition of Deshaun Watson, I'm telling you what, whether, like you said before, I don't, I, I can't read into the personal issues. But when I'm sitting on the couch on Sunday and I'm watching football games, the AFC North is the most electric division. It's right there. It's right there with the most electric division in football. It's exciting. Every game is going to be exciting, even the Steelers, because they have so much talent around this quarterback. It's going to become a story of watching whichever quarterback takes over grow. I mean, it's going to be awesome. They, they, it's going to be absolutely awesome, and I love this division. Yeah, dude. I mean, look at that game. Like, how awesome was that game between the Chargers and the Chiefs, or the Bills and the Chiefs? How amazing was that game? That was the best how game amazing. I've ever watched in my life. How amazing! The week before, how amazing was that game with the Chargers and the Raiders? Right, like how the, for them that like that was the second best game I ever watched like, in my life. Hunter, I literally woke up my wife and kids like you have to come watch this for that Raiders. <laughs> I did. I swear to God, it was eleven o'clock at night. Was, uh, uh, you know, and I was I literally woke up my family like you had, you're not going to believe what's <laughs> going on out here. Like I'm yelling in my living room. Like I, you know what I mean? Like it's that exciting. So. That's what we're in store for this year, and I'm very excited for some more of that action. I, I love where the NFL's going, um, and I love it even more because my team's a part of the mix. You know what I mean, like it makes it way easier when you're a part of part of the mix. You yeah. know, when you're sitting there in Atlanta right now, and you have Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and Marcus Mariota, and then Cordero Patterson, you're like, yeah, it's hard to get excited about that. Yeah, you're like, oh man, I don't think this is our year. What about the poor guy <laughs> that is excited about that? There's somebody out there. That thought, oh my God. There's always hope. Drake There's London. always hope somewhere. Drake London. Dude, 
again, I'm a Browns fan and SM, but I'm always finding avenues. Like, well, this, I was like, you know, if this goes right and this happens <laughs> and this happens, like, you know, dude, there's somebody, dude, dude, there's some dude right now in Atlanta going, dude, Marcus Mariota was the number two overall pick. Yeah, dude. I mean, look what he did in Oregon. And every you know time I mean? he like, rushed the ball, it was a touchdown, just, dude. Yeah. He was used wrong. Do you see how they use him? I mean, Derek Carr was awesome last year. This game was a huge extension, but do they start every game? No, they were bringing Marcus Mariota in to get first downs, <laughs> not Derek Carr. You know, Kyle Pitts was awesome, 1,000 yards. Drake London, he would have had 5,000 receiving yards if he didn't bring his uh, ankle at USC last year. So, I mean, come on, man. We come in here and we bring guys like that. Like, this is good stuff. Like, there's a chance. There's a chance, man. They, the NFC, you see all these quarterbacks, they went all the way to the AFC. Who do we have to even compete with in the NFC? Dak Prescott? Like, that's all we have to beat is Dak Prescott in the NFC? There's two teams out here. Why can't we be a wild card team? And then you know how it is in the NFL. All it takes is one given Sunday, and then we're playing the NFC Championship. Who knows, man? Cordero <laughs> Patterson, Marquis Sark, Mariota. You know what I mean? Like, there is ways for you to find a way for your NFL team in May, June, and July to be good. Now, granted, come October, you're like, man, was I stupid again. But like again, there's a lot of reasons to get excited for. You know what I mean? I'm not even Atlanta. Fa- I'm not even Atlanta Falcons fan. I just very casually just. You did. You just very casually. You, got me you convinced me that the Falcons <laughs> could win the Super Bowl this year. There's a chance. I mean, there's like a chance like, they can make a playoffs. I mean, look at the NFC. Like how do this? It's Tampa Bay and it's the, the, the Cowboy. You know I mean like how many good teams are in the NFC yeah. right now? Like we said, all the good quarterbacks are in the AFC. So You're it's right. like oh, and, Aaron, and I'm sorry, and Aaron Rodgers. So like, there's a path to there's be a, a wild card team. For the Falcons, if it all just comes together magically. That's true. Absolutely. Well, cool, guys. I appreciate you getting together to talk about the AFC North. We're going to talk about, um, I think we might do the NFC West next. I haven't mapped the entire next segment out, but we're going to do we're going to do division by division. It's going to take us, what, seven more weeks? There's eight divisions in football. Am I stupid? Did I miss something? There's eight divisions, right? Yeah. Good. Yep. We have seven more shows before the end of this segment. Rich, thank you for joining the show. Everybody, please find Rich on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. Find the Dynasty Nerds at Dynasty Nerds. Subscribe, man. I'm telling you, it's like a cup of coffee. That's kind of their thing is talking about a couple bucks a month. And I'm telling you, if you play, even if you don't play Dynasty Fantasy Football, which is their thing, they're the biggest, am I wrong to say they're the biggest uh, Dynasty Fantasy resource on the market? Is that correct, Rich? Uh, in my opinion, yeah. We also we also Good do enough. a really sweet podcast that drops on Wednesdays. Podcast every Wednesday, you get a bonus podcast yeah. for that cup of coffee. Yes, you do. I talk. I talk. You thought I talked. You thought I talked a lot on this podcast. When you listen to my podcast, holy shit! Luckily, he's got price, and he's got price, and um, oh my gosh, Matt O'Hara. Thank you. I'm sorry, Matt. Oh my god, don't listen, Matt. I'm sorry. Price. No, and I Matt. appreciate you guys having me on. This is uh, this is the first show I got to do. In all eight and a half years of being in the business, uh, just talking football, like no, oh, yeah. no, football. really, it's, yeah, it's been dude, fun. Everyone, it's been fun. I'm a fantasy analyst, so people bring me on to talk fantasy football. So like, yeah, but it's all encompassing. You know, I mean, it's all the same thing. It is. It's just it is all the same football, thing. man. It is. You watch a lot of it, then you know it's it's like anything. You put ten thousand hours in, and you're gonna have a pretty good idea of what you're talking about. I guess, you know. Well, you, you can trick people to make it sound like you know what you're talking about. I guess that's true. <laughs> Just like you tricked me so into thinking that the Falcons are going to make a playoff appearance this year. That damn right. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. 
subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle up. Team on three. One, two, three. Three.